Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is Friday, Friday. And as with so many short work weeks for a lot of people, uh, this one just seemed longer, didn't it? <laughs> unbelievable, unbelievable. Oh, my goodness. We have uh, much to get to on the show, including uh, the economy. Oh, oh! did you hear the big news? Or the economy added a whole bunch of new jobs, so everybody's celebrating. And, and I think that Joe Biden's disapproval rating and the, and the disapproval with the direction of the country has ticked down from 86 to 85%. <laughs> My theory is that uh, uh, Americans are picking up their second and third jobs is what the deal is. Uh, my wife has two jobs, actually. She uh, she works a full-time job, and then she works at Ace Hardware uh, just a couple nights a week because uh, she likes the discount. And, uh, uh, well, probably she doesn't want to be in a house with me seven days a week. So that's why she does. I think maybe that's the reason being is that, that people – I mean, honestly, if you were living paycheck to paycheck before now, um, you're not making it to the paycheck. <laughs> I'm just going to say you're not making it to the paycheck. Uh, and this is happening all over the country, and this is uh, obviously all st- – it's trickle-down. Economics is what it is. You, you know what I mean? No, no, not that kind. Not that kind, the one they disparage that, uh, that actually works. But uh, trickle-down is uh, pricing of, uh, of uh, fossil fuel goes through the ceiling, and all of that trickles down onto you. And uh, that's excrement. That's Democrat excrement. It is uh, caused by Democrat policies. There's no doubt about it. There's no doubt why this is happening. That's why 86% of the country feels like we're going in the wrong direction. That, among other things, by the way. All of the indignities we've had to suffer. All of the BS, to be quite honest. There's a, uh, a, this is a quote from a, uh, a Democrat uh, anger at the... Here's a headline. The Democrat anger at Biden reaches boiling point as strategists say the White House is one step behind being hurt by fiery speeches from mega Republicans and the president needs to step up. It says, be the effing president. That's what they, they this person said. Be the effing president. And, and honestly... When was the last time that Joe Biden ever claimed responsibility for any of the debacles that he has caused since he's been the president? And should this come as a big surprise to you that a 49-year-old, 49-year-old, dear God, if he was, it would be, uh, uh, well, he wouldn't be a better president, he'd be younger. Uh, Anyway, but a a guy who's been in Washington, D.C. nearly 50 years since Roe v. Wade. He he was in Washington when Roe v. Wade passed, and he's going to bring a fresh perspective and a new direction for America. I remember when uh, Barack Obama named him the vice presidential candidate. candidate. I I literally did a a spit take. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Here's this guy who's supposed to be the fresh new face, you know, he's a person of color, he's a game changer in the whole deal. Uh, and then he then he brings this uh, haggard, old, shriveled up, you know, Mr. Burns impersonator. And things have only gotten worse because Joe Biden's brain ain't working anymore. So I've got a lot to uh, get to on the, uh, on the economy. You know what the economy is like. Corinne Jean-Pierre is going to do her very best to polish that turd. She did it yesterday and, uh, and failed miserably. We've got that. We've got the attack in New York. It wasn't. It was an attack by a thug who walked into a bodega where a 61-year-old worker was there, and he was going to bully the crap out of him like this guy's done uh, most of his adult life. By the way, he's a thug with a long rap sheet, and the bodega owner grabbed the knife and stabbed him to death. And I'm thinking that uh, I'm thinking that the the country right now needs a whole lot more bodega 
owners or workers that are able and willing to defend themselves against this crap rather than doing things like in San Francisco saying, oh, you can just go in and grab everything you want. And, uh, you know, as long as it's under $1,000. Yeah. I think the world needs a little more Kyle Rittenhouse and a little bit more of this guy. And I absolutely mean that 100%. You have the absolute right to uh, defend yourself in the workplace or anywhere. And if a thug ends up on the wrong side of a knife, well, that's going to be his problem. That's his problem. So that's, uh, that's uh-oh, Popeye, you know, the Popeye, the uh, sailor man, he's now, uh, they're going to redo Popeye, by the way. They're doing, uh, they're making a gay Spider-Man. He's, he's a web weaver. Oh, snap. And, uh, and Popeye, apparently they're going to have more uh, characters of the Popeye strip that uh, are not uh, heterosexual. Um, so I uh, got a new theme song for that. I believe we have the new Popeye theme song we'll share. <laughs> Jim Gossett had that. Oh, and, and for those of you who uh, who want to buy an EV, an electric vehicle, and I do not want to own an electric vehicle, A, because I live in the Kansas City area, and all of the power for the city comes from a big coal-fired plant south of the city. That's where you get your power. So, honestly, if you're driving an electric vehicle here to be some sort of environmentally conscious, you're just a poser. You're just a poser. I saw a BMW electric car the other day in the, in the, in the, when I, in the gym parking lot. I go to Planet Fitness, you know, and, and I'm going in there to get my little workout, and I see this, this EV sitting there, you know, and it's got this smug little bumper sticker on it. I don't know what it says, something like, uh, I don't know, you, you don't drive an EV, you suck, or something, you know, something like that. And I, and I did a little video of it, and then I, I wanted, I'm not going to tell the person driving the car, but I just kind of wanted to say, you know, doofus, um, this is run by fossil fuel. You know, the same fossil fuel that uh, Joe Biden wants to get rid of. So uh, that's, oh, oh, oh. And this relates to that because they decided to take two big old trucks out and see how far they would go uh, pulling a toy hauler. Now, a toy hauler, in case you know what a toy hauler is, toy hauler is uh, something that you carry your uh, your uh, dirt bikes, um, your uh, the, the four-wheel vehicles, what the hell. Anyway, uh, off-road vehicles in your toy hauler, and sometimes they're uh, hooked up with, they got it, the front part of it is a, cam- is a uh, uh, camper or maybe even a fifth wheel, and then the last part of the vehicle is for your toys, okay? So all of that stuff. Well, they decided to take a, a F-150 Lightning which is a new electric truck from Ford, and they put it up against a GMC Denali, I guess, which is a big old eight-cylinder truck, probably gets about 13 miles a gallon. And uh, they decided to see how far the toy haulers would go with uh, one being full of electric current and one being full of uh, good old-fashioned, awesome and fantastic fossil fuel. And the, uh, the EV collapsed. And when you hear how poorly... It performed. A, you won't be surprised, and B, uh, anybody who is worth their salt who doesn't just drive a truck. You know, some people drive pickup trucks. I like pickup trucks. I don't live on a farm. I'm not a construction worker. I had a pickup truck once. I loved my my truck. But uh, you know, if you you got a uh, maybe you're a painting contractor, a drywall contractor, maybe you're you know maybe you're a longshoreman, whatever. You drive a truck. You got to haul stuff. Maybe you know whatever. Uh, uh, an electric vehicle for anything requiring any sort of heavy hauling or labor or inclement conditions like cold is going to be completely, completely worthless. 
So you can drive around in your Ford Lightning, and you can get your 200 miles if you're lucky, and, and with a toy hauler behind you, a whole hell of a lot less. And I want to wish you the very best on the job site when you hook up that low boy to the back of your truck and you put a, uh, uh, you know, a ditch witch on it or, or you put a, a backhoe on it. You're going to get a few blocks, and the truck's just going to go... It really won't explode, but it's going to die on you pretty quick. So that is all uh, coming up on the show. The number here is 800-922-6680, Supreme Court Justice Brett Kavanaugh was forced to leave a D.C. steakhouse. Pro-abortion protesters harassed him during dinner, told the manager to throw him out. Because these are the uh, candy aisle kids I've been talking about. It isn't necessarily a single generation. It's a group of individuals who, uh, first of all, are probably not even close to the afflicted group involved here, which are you know women who uh, uh, get uh, raped or uh, or incest and they did an abortion. That, those are the people you know that uh, uh, you know most would agree on as far as early stage abortion. But that said, these are candy aisle kids. They uh, normally are used to throwing a temper tantrum, stomping their feet, and they get what they want. And it works a lot of the times. But our Supreme Court Justice of the United States had to leave the back of the restaurant for his own safety. In a statement to Politico, Mortons of Chicago, he said the Honorable Supreme Court Justice uh, Kavanaugh and all of our patrons at the restaurant were unduly harassed by unruly protesters while eating dinner at our Mortons restaurant. Politics, regardless of uh, your side or views, should not impede the freedom at play of the right to congregate and eat dinner, guaranteed by the Constitution. There's a time and a place for everything. Disturbing the dinner of all of our customers was an act of selfishness and void of decency, which is the left. Shut down D.C. as the protest group tweeted on Wednesday that Kavanaugh snuck out the back with his security detail after and criticized Morton's for welcoming a man who so clearly hates women. You know, Brett, Brett Kavanaugh hates women. That's how that's the argument from the left on anything. You know, if you if you believe in merit based entrance into schools, well, you, you hate black people. No, no, I don't. I actually love them and I want them to succeed like everybody. Members of Congress have demanded more security for the nine members of the highest court. A bill was passed last month to extend protection to their families. You may recall that uh, uh, Nicholas John Roski, 26, Simeville, California, came to Washington, D.C. to murder Brett Kavanaugh and his family. Yeah. And what's going to happen if or when one of our Supreme Court justices is murdered? Like Inzo Abe, the ex-prime minister of Japan, shot to death. Shot to death. I'm not sure exactly the politics. I understand that Mr. Abe uh, leaned to the political side of the spectrum. However, uh, they are saying that uh, the man had not been motivated by a grudge against Mr. Abe's political beliefs. Okay, I'll believe that when I, uh, when I hear it. Man's been out of office. I don't know how long. People still going after him ultimately kill them. Kind of metaphorical for the crap that Donald Trump is going through. Not meaning to take away from the assassination of a world leader. But figuratively, isn't that what the January 6th hearing is trying to do? Isn't that what they did with the last uh, impeachment? So, again... All of that is coming up and so much more. If you want to be a a part of this history-making broadcast, history-making broadcast, well, it'll be probably history. It'll be history as soon as I'm done with it. (laughs) 800-922-6680. 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is The Rob Carson Show. 
So the uh, podcast has really popped since we made it to the entire show. They made it into the entire show. So uh, if you want to check out the show and you maybe can't listen to the entire show uh, you know, live, you can go to the podcast, which is called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. The entire show, we tighten it up a little bit, and uh, it's great for hanging out with your friends. Maybe you got Honeydew products this, projects this weekend. Maybe, uh, you know, men, women, who cares? I don't care. Uh, listen to it. It's awesome. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. By the way, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. My TV show is Rob Carson's What in the World. We tape that and send it off, and uh, it's this weekend is kaboom. If you want to laugh, if you want to have some great commentary, uh, watch it. It'll be following Trump's speech tomorrow night, Donald Trump's speech tomorrow night, which, of course, is must-see TV on Newsmax. Uh, tomorrow night. So there you go. So uh, Brittany Griner, you've been following Brittany Griner. She's one of the league's most uh, outspoken players when it comes to protesting the national anthem, even, even as she makes patriotic appeals for the U.S. to arrange her release from a Russian prison. Now, this is pretty funny. So this is the uh, the smugness of uh, the American left in this country. They, they kneel before the national anthem because they are victims, even though uh, the people like Brittany Griner is a, is a millennial who's never experienced uh, anything like Martin Luther King did. And, uh, and we are in a, a generation snowflake. They've created all these crises because they didn't have a war. They didn't have a civil rights crisis. They didn't have this. They didn't have this. All of those people died fighting for the causes that you, the, the, the chair, the, the throne that you sit upon now, but you still find reason to blame your own personal failings on something that happened a long time ago. All right? Uh, and by the way, any policies that lingered from slavery were Democrat. Well, you should know that. But Brittany Griner, dumb enough to take uh, uh, THC vaping products with her to a foreign country. That's not smart. That's really, really stupid, and it's also smug and arrogant. I guess because she thought she was a big player in the WNBA. And I mean, who doesn't know all of the players in the WNBA? I mean, there's Brittany Griner, and there's um, there's um, Shaquille. No, that, that's um, well, there are a bunch of them. They are, and, and you know, they're famous and everything. And people line up for autographs somewhere. Anyway, uh, so Griner was arrested, jailed in uh, Russia. She ended up writing this letter after all of her, you know, uh, saying that uh, America sucks and you shouldn't stand for the anthem. And in July of last year, she told the sports media, I honestly feel we should not play the national anthem during our season. I think we should take that much of a stand because everything's so terrible here. When she went to Russia, I'll bet she's sitting in that jail going, God dang it, at least I'm not in America. Because it sucks over there and they're all a bunch of racist, homophobes, transphobic you know, racist. I already said, yeah, you know, this thing. Uh, I'm going to protest regardless. I'm not going to be out there for the national anthem. If the league continues uh, to want to play it, that's fine. It will be all season long. I'll not be out there. I feel like more are going to probably do the same thing. I can only speak for myself. Now uh, she is staying in an involuntary Airbnb in Russia. She's changed her tune. Yeah. She wrote this letter to President Biden. On July the 4th, our national, our family normally honors the service of those who fought for our freedom, including my father, who is a Vietnam War veteran. Haven't spoke to him for years. Uh, It hurts thinking about how I usually celebrate this day because freedom means something completely different to me this year. Um, Three words for you there, Brittany. Wah, 
wah, wah. I certainly don't want Brittany to go to jail for 10 years, but I also really want her to learn a lesson. I really do. And Joe Biden, in case you missed it, uh, Amanda Gorman, the National Youth Poet Laureate, who uh, recited her work at the presidential inauguration for Joe Biden, posted on social media on the 4th of July uh, a poem that uh, disparaged the United States of America and mocked the national anthem. This is the kind of work that gets you the poet laureate. You can be a poet laureate. And, you know, um, poetry, by and large, um, sucks. You know. So here we are. Oh, say can we see by the gone's early flight. That's... I mean, I could end right there. Carve that in uh, in granite because it's, I mean, look what she did there by changing the two words. Um, what so loudly, used to be proudly, you see what I'm doing here? Uh, we failed at the morning's past gleaming whose flawed stripes and striped scars through the perilous plight our wan hearts we watch stirred and valiantly screaming, and the rifle's dread glare. Bullets bursting in air gave truth to our sight that our flag was not spared. Is this Chicago? Oh, oh say does that scar-mangled banner yet save our land of the free and home of the brave. That's what she said. That's her glorious uh, prose, I guess, there. Uh, her focus is issues of uh, oppression, feminism, and race and marginalization, as well as the African diaspora, which you don't want to catch that. If you get that, it's, it's boy, there's no vaccine for it yet, the, the African dis, dis, diaspora. But anyway, um, yeah, so that was her, her piece of prose, and that's who the poet laureate is of the United States of America. Yeah. Now, um, I don't know if you knew this, but... Uh, the number of people, the percentage of people in America who think the country is going in the wrong direction is uh, 86%. It's uh, ticked up ever so slightly. When was the last time that you knew something that 86% of Americans agree on? Um, do you like ice cream? Probably want, yeah, because there's a lot of people with, uh, you know, lactose intolerant. Maybe they don't like ice cream. But it's, it's going to be real rare that you find 86% of people agree with something, which means that this president has, is not only failing, has failed. Has failed. Now, the positive thing is that uh, hopefully his presidency will serve it as, a, as an example. And another positive is that he united the people of America just like he said he was going to, just not behind his policies, but against them. It's like the uh, the guy who went in to kill or, or hurt the bodega worker. He is, he's serving as an example to everyone. So his life has meaning. I know. So all of that's coming up. 800-922-6680. More of this coming up. I think Friday is a good day for Metallica. What do you think? Yeah. The number here is 800-922-6680. It is a Friday edition of the Rob Carson Show. 
Uh, let's do a palate cleanser. Is it too early for a palate cleanser? I don't think so. You know, the world is upside down. We're being told that uh, men are women, women are men. Uh, we are being told, uh, you know, right is sort of left and left is right and up and down. You know what I'm saying? And uh, most recently we heard not only is there going to be a gay Spider-Man uh, called, uh, well, it, the Web Weaver. They're calling him Web Weaver. But also uh, there's a new, uh, apparently this they needed this in the uh, almost 95-year-old uh, Popeye. Uh, the new cartoonist Randall Milholland says that uh, the Popeye character is going to be more gender fluid and uh, there will be more characters who aren't, um, aren't heterosexual. And my dad died in 1994. Uh, he, uh, he was a World War II veteran and when he was a kid, Popeye was around and I'm thinking he's probably spinning in his grave like a baseball bat on a lathe right now, but here's a new theme song updated by Jim Gossett. I'm Popeye the Sailor Man. I'm a gender fluid man. Have a spinach smoothie. A new guy who trust me. Great arm he may cost me. He's probably a Biden fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> big time. I'm Popeye in a new way. I come scuffed gay <laughs> I live in East Greenwich I never touch spinach I'm Popeye the sometimes man Put the spinach in a smoothie Sweet bean, he is quite vexed A little foil is perplexed They're a little confused Rude Osquill, I fight him Or are we an item? I'm Popeye the fluid man <laughs> There you go Hey, Jim Gossett. <laughs> two S's. <laughs> two S's and two T's. Jim Gossett Comedy.com. We came up with that one last night, you know, just sitting around. And, uh, anyway, so I did get a, a, a note from my friend Tony, and he said, uh, I know a guy who is a, a Republican of color, and uh, he said that the left is no longer interested in physical assassination as much as character assassination. Now, that was kind of an interesting thought with regard to the horrific uh, assassination of an ex-Japanese prime minister in Japan yesterday uh, and what they're continuing to do for, uh, with to do Donald Trump, even though he's left office. And they, they impeached him right after office. And now this, this joke, and even the left knows it's a joke, this January 6th theory. It's such an, I mean, honest, there, there will be a point. Well, I'd like to say there will be a point that maybe Liz Cheney will be embarrassed by it, but that's not possible because she has no shame. And neither does Adam Kinzinger and neither, neither does uh, Adam Schiff and all that. None of them do, so, you know, it is what it is. Oh, good, 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 good. <laughs> I want to play that again later. Oh, oh, and if you want to hear it, uh, that song again or any of the parodies, they're on the podcast, the Rob Carson Show podcast. So um, we know that uh, uh, I read you earlier, a Democrat strategist <coughs> who remained unnamed said, uh, be the effing president about the, uh, the president of the United States. We heard good news today. The economy added, I think, 300,000 new jobs. Let me explain real quick how that happens. Uh, first of all, when you close down the economy for two years completely and cause businesses to close, and uh, by the thousands, literally in the state of Maryland, 2,000 restaurants closed. <clears throat> when you open the doors, you know, then you start having business again. And then you continue those unemployment business, uh, b benefits for, uh, you know, ad nauseum. You have no reason to go back to work. Okay, there's a benefits, there's relief, blah, 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 whatever. So we, we, you're going to see giant increases in the uh, number of people going back to work because their benefits are gone and they've got to get back to work. 
Uh, and I'm going to tell you right now, when you look at what's happening with regard to cost of everything, the only way you're going to be able to survive this is to work more. Uh, maybe more, maybe have a second job. But the days of, honestly, legit, check if you're on, say for instance, you're on uh, food stamps uh, or you're on government assistance of some kind, your benefits haven't gone up 100%. <clears throat> Have they gone up 100% since... Um, since uh, uh, Donald Trump was president? No, they haven't. You, you still have to pay with the same amount of income that you have. Social Security, same thing. I wonder how many Social Security recipients had to go back to work. Do you think about that? Do you think about with uh, interest rates on your home mortgage, you know, 8 9%? Are you thinking about you filling up your tank costs $94 rather than $34? You think maybe that some people are having to come back to the workforce because they are broke? Did you ever think about that? I don't think. All they, listen, if how can one thing be coming up roses and everything else is going to S? Please, give me a frickin' break. But, of course, that didn't prevent uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre yesterday talking about, wait, we have the strongest economy ever. Uh, you know, uh, look past all the, the bleep show that's going on in your life personally and realize that this is all a facade. Uh, we are in the best economy in the history of the country. Because, because when you look at because, because, because inflation, when we look at where we are economically, because of the crappy things he does, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. When you look at the unemployment, and my next joke, uh, so this uh, Polish guy and the Pope and an Italian guy go to a bar with a horse. Numbers at three point six percent. When you look at the jobs numbers, uh, more than eight. Point seven million of, of new jobs created. That is important. Yeah, you know, real important. Jesse Ferguson, longtime Democrat campaign strategist, acknowledges the frustration among the party faithful, even as he argues actions mean more than his words. Everyone has a right to be frustrated right now, but the people hurting us are the Republicans in this mega faction who have taken over. Giving more fiery speeches will make us all feel better. Get bidding more Democrats elected is the solution to the problem. Anybody? Anybody think more Democrats is the solution to the problem? Anyone? I'm not seeing any hands up. Not seeing any. Uh, with inflation, January 6th, nobody cares. Russia invading Ukraine, nobody cares. The Supreme Court imposing cultural shocks, uh, nobody cares. And the new Omicron variants all dominating the first half of this term. It makes it really, really hard to make anybody happy. No, it's just naturally unhappy people who are Democrats and liberals. They're never happy. Ever, ever, ever. You can give them everything. They never get happy. Uh, and then, of course, he's blamed uh, Russia and President Vladimir Putin for the high guys, gas prices, calling Putin's price hike. Nobody believes it. Blame Congress for not codifying Roe v. Wade into law. Don't need to. You can go to a different state. Passing his Build Back Better bill failed uh, with uh, funding for social programs and other nonsense. But, the you know, the spending package that he did uh, pass uh, managed to wreck the economy. Managed to wreck the economy. Oh, oh, wait, hold on. Oh, I got another statistic here. I thought it was 86. I am wrong. Monmouth University, Monmouth, it's Monmouth. University poll came out Tuesday, shows that the percentage of Americans who think America is going on the wrong track is now, are you ready for it, kids? 88%, 88% today. You couldn't get 88% of children to say they hate broccoli. I, I'm totally serious. 
totally serious. Here's uh, KJP being asked about the uh, horrible, horrible state of the nation and how many Americans think we're going on the wrong track because of her boss. Why do you think it is that 88% of people in this country polled by Monmouth think the country is on the wrong track? So I'll say this. The president understands what the American people are going through. I don't think he understands what his middle name is. He understands that gas prices are high um, because of Putin's tax hike. Because oh. Aren't you tired of this crap? Really? That crap right there? You're not stupid. Of the war that Putin, the brutal war that Putin has um, taken on in, in Ukraine. No one believes you. And their brave fight to fight for their democracy. Oh, yeah, try to distract. That's what we're seeing here. Yeah, where did our $55 billion go? Where did our $55,000 million go? The Larger than the GDP of the friggin' country that we sent there. And then all of a sudden, news coverage just stopped. And then we're finding out that actually uh, it looks like the war is already over. And Ukraine got its butt kicked literally two weeks after we sent them 44 more billion dollars. And also the food insecurity, the food cost has skyrocketed. Yeah, because of you guys, because, you know, gas costs more and it costs uh, this stuff for your food. Yeah, it gets there by truck, train and boat. And that's why the president has done none of those are electric. Everything that he can uh, to blunt those high prices. Well, if he's done everything he can to blunt those high prices, he's failed. He's fa- every ounce of effort that he has has been a joke, a joke. Here is a CNN panel discussing uh, Joe Biden blaming Putin for the economy. It's not flying so well anymore, even on CNN. Even the economy, to some extent, you've heard Biden say this is Putin's fault. I think that excuse is sort of uh, wearing thin with people across the board. In other words, nobody believes it. The sense that he's not quite getting where he needs to go. Yeah, he's trying to get to 100% of people in America think the country's going in the wrong direction. Let's go to uh, Cindy in Hereford, Maryland. Hello there, Cindy, and welcome to the Rob Carson Show. Uh, What's on your mind today? Well, hi, how are you, Rob? Um, Glorious, glorious. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. Um, It always amazes me because in this kind of economy... And it happened under Barack Obama, too. The first people that are going to get hit are always the artists. There's a lot of artists out there, and, and the middle-class people who just on a whim will drop 500 to to $1,000 for a decent piece of artwork. That group of purchasers dries up completely. And I know a lot of artists out there who are really hurting. I have a friend who she says she is destitute. And she's a liberal artist. She's a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat. And for some reason, she cannot put the two together. Cindy, 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 do you remember back in uh, way back when they'd have these big uh, uh, art sales in uh, civic auditoriums around the country called starving artist sales? Yeah. Probably not the first time. Probably not the first time artists have been, you know, like, you know, here. But I understand where you're coming from. And more than just artists, by the way, uh, let's just call them freelancers. How about that? Yes. Yeah, because when you when you got to hustle on your own, Cindy, and I know this because I had to. Uh, I, I sold cars, and then I, you know, right now I'm technically a freelancer uh, to some degree. Um, I'm in the employee of uh, Newsmax, but my TV show is is you know I'm I'm not a, an official you know employee. I'm not sure, but anyway, uh, but but like freelancers, and if you and if you make your living doing that, what's the first amount of disposable income that's going to go down the toilet? 
That's you know, right. people are not going to buy a, a, an artwork when they've got to worry about filling their cabinets. You know, that's and, right. Or and they're going to their kids' clothes or food or anything else. And I have yeah. said exactly this point. I've patiently listened to a lot of my liberal artist friends. I love them dearly. They're good people. But when they get into politics, they start griping about, well, we got to tax the rich, and we, you know, blah yeah. blah. The government has yeah. to protect us, blah blah. And I just listen and I say to them very clearly, and it always shuts them up. I said, it's the rich people in society who, across the board, support the arts. Yes, and Cindy, by the way, tell your friends, if you would, because, you see, I uh, was freelancing. I was doing uh, uh, my podcast. I was writing comic. Not enough to pay the bills. So you know what I did? I had to sell cars. So why don't you tell your artist friends, hey, you know what? Uh, to get where you want to be doing what you love, chances are you're going to have to do something you hate. So rather than sitting around and bitching about it, how about you just go find a job? Right. It's, yeah. it's unbelievable to me, Rob, because they, yeah. they all feel, and they just they can't connect that dot. You know, yeah. if you're going to put a big $3,000 price tag on your little painting, who's going to buy it? Not yeah. the little galleries where you're showing it. No way. That's well, Cindy, right. tell, them, tell them real quick that uh, uh, get an older relative to uh, run for president or Senate, <laughs> and then they can sell their paintings to China for a half a million dollars, Cindy. That's right. Exactly. Right. Thank you, <laughs> Thanks for the call. All right, let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. It's time to make common sense common again. It's the Rob Carson Show. Even the economy, to some extent, you've heard Biden say this is Putin's fault. I think that excuse is sort of uh, wearing thin with people across the board. There is this sense that he's not quite getting where he needs to go. Yeah. Um, and uh, where he's going is to hell in a handbasket. And right now you're going with him uh, if you think he's doing a great job. Just got a call from uh, Cindy, said uh, one, of her, one of her friends is an artist, she's an artiste, and of course, you know, a liberal, radical, uh, left-leaning person who is down with uh, hating America and loving Democrat policies and uh, government hands outs and all that stuff. And, and I said, <clears throat> well, you know, uh, freelancer, and, uh, and obviously you have to find a niche when you, uh, no matter what you do, you got to have a niche. And if people ain't going to buy art, well, guess what? You're going to have to do something else to get where you want to be in life where you perhaps do what you love doing, you're probably going to have to do something you don't love so much. Uh, I got a daughter. Um, the other day, we were going to take her up and do a, a job interview at Hobby Lobby. Hobby Lobby, Hobby Lobby. The last minute, she tells me, yeah, I really don't want to work at Hobby Lobby. I don't, I don't think that it'll be a fun job. And I said, well, <laughs> have a seat there. Uh, let's talk about what Dad did when he was a kid on farm fields and, uh, you know, hauling bales and walking beans and uh, scooping all sorts of uh, animal excrement until you're a knee-deep in it. <clears throat> Things didn't change, by the way. Mm, radio, it's a little bit more of the same. But uh, chances are, and I, and I don't doubt one little bit that all this gigantic job boom that we're seeing is maybe maybe starving artists who said, you know, I'm not going to be able to sell any paintings, so I'm going to have to do something else. Or maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. Maybe you're a retiree. Maybe you retired a little bit early. You got out at 53 like my next-door neighbor is a retired police officer. He got another job. He got another job. He's working security. He even worked at Planet Fitness. He did. 
So that's what we're. That's where we are. That's where we are. And and here's CNN. This is uh, this is why people are so mad uh, because uh, everything's more expensive. Where do we stand right now with inflation? Well, I think for a lot of Americans, their reality is being shaped by the really high inflation. Let's take a look. How many people had to get another job because the average price to fill their tank went from thirty four dollars to ninety four dollars? You have to do that once a week. That's almost $400 a month, which is basically rent. And you're working the same job, paycheck to paycheck. You think you're going to be able to go to your boss and say, I need 400 bucks more a month. He's going to say, nah, uh, find another job. Get CPI, consumer inflation. You'd have to go back to the early 80s to see the type of levels we're seeing. The last CPI report came in at about 8.6%. Of course, we know under the hood of that number, it's really high energy prices, really high food prices. Uh, the cost of new and used cars have gone up. Pretty much everything <laughs> broad-based has gone up. The cost yeah. of shelter has gone up, which has some economists really concerned. So I think if you are an American at home, it's really hard, perhaps understandably, to feel great about the economy right now, even though there are some silver linings. Okay, there's silver linings on a crap sandwich. <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's really a silver lining on a crap sandwich. Uh, and, and they can try to you know serve you up that crap sandwich, and they'll, they'll put it out there like today with this jobs report. They're like, oh, my God, this is the best sandwich ever. And you go, well, you know, that's got a, uh, in the middle, that's a giant he- heaping pile of excrement there. Oh, no, no, I, I know. But the baguette, I mean, look at this baguette. I know, but there's a, there's a pile of human uh, and the onions. I put some onions on there. And, you know, we did some fresh bean sprouts. We thought you'd like that. I know, but still, there, the hummus, hummus on the top. And then on the bottom, we've got a little cream cheese. It's, it's a delightful sandwich. Go ahead and take a big bite. Now, you know, I think I'm going to pass. I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass on the sandwich. I'm going to pass on the sandwich, I think. And then, uh, apparently, the Democrats are quite panicked. There's uh, a bunch of news coming out of Washington, D.C. Uh, uh, staffers are leaving the Biden administration four times the rate of Obama and Trump. The rats are jumping off the SS Titanic, And Adam Schiff is panicked about uh, future investigations into the U.S. military involvement in the January 6th protests, among other things, because he knows that uh, he's gotten away a lot of stuff. And uh, you know what payback is. And it's coming. And we'll have that for you in a few. The number is 800-922-6680. Back in a few. Yeah, when you've got uh, 9% inflation and you've got the same paycheck you had two years ago or maybe a slight cost of living increase, or maybe you're working on a, uh, a commission at a car dealership with an empty car lot in front of your dealership, uh, chances are you're going to have to do something else. That's what I think would uh, largely explain the unemployment numbers in this country. I think there are a whole lot of people who maybe were out of the workforce, maybe they retired, maybe they retired early, and now they're going to have to do something else. Uh, don't, try to, don't try to put lipstick on this pig. I don't believe it. Nobody does believe it. It's nonsense. That's why 88% of the American people feel like the country's going in the wrong direction. Coming up a little bit more on the economy, the uh, New York deli worker who's a hero who uh, ended the life of a thug, a thug, but the the thug had a, uh, a meaning in his life. This gave it to him. I'll share all the details on that. It is the Rob Carson Show, hour number two, right ahead. Hey, guys, it's Carson. These are historic and troubling times. Perhaps considering all of the violence in American cities, you're considering a firearm. 
Check out European American Armory Corp. at eaacorp.com. Skip the high-priced names and get the features and price you want in your next firearm. EAA specializes in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms in the U.S. market since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol. EAA Corp. has it. Now, there's a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today from EAA. EAA says, skip the big names, get the quality, and features you deserve, and let us earn your respect. Visit EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com, to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. EAACorp.com, that's EAACorp.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. Hour number two of the Rob Carson Show. Much to get to, including this bodega owner in uh, New York City who was arrested for murder when he defended himself from a thug with a long rap sheet using a knife. And uh, and uh, the, the very liberal uh, uh, prosecutor in New York has since let him out. Originally, a $250,000 or $500,000 bond sent him to Rikers Island. And, uh, and I said that I predicted yesterday that this is going to blow up in their faces. If they go after this man, it is going to blow up in their, in their faces. And, and all of this nonsense, all of this, this left-leaning nonsense that has got us so incensed and got 88% of us to say that the country is going the wrong direction. Uh, nobody's down with it. Nobody is down with saying, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, that guy should have never stabbed that guy. Because even though he was being, you know, manhandled and grabbed by the neck and shoved and this guy had a real really long rap sheet and all that. You know, you really you should have just left the store. No, no, no. It's time. It's time for America to fight back and that means maybe it conceal carrier, that means whatever. Uh, honestly, it, when you got a country where thieves can run roughshod and do things called like smash and grab robberies and where uh, attorneys general and DAs like in New York just say, oh, you know, if it's $1000 or less, no big deal, doesn't hurt anybody until it hurts somebody. So, uh, oh, and then all of all of the things that are going on, I know we've got the new jobs report that's glorious because, you know, so many people are having to go back to work because, you know, inflation's 9% and gas is doubled in price. Uh, Joe Biden, of course, was talking about the earlier this week about the really important things like uh, your pet getting COVID. Nationwide, but I'm concerned lives will be lost. And I was even reading today there's some speculation, some judgment is coming out that you may be able to even communicate vaccine uh, the uh the, the uh um the new uh variant to your pets that's right kids so make sure to put a uh, a mask on your goldfish before you play with it there you go oh democrat iowa republican cindy axney her name is axney axne she says that uh, uh gas prices are not remotely she's from iowa i'm from iowa she makes me embarrassed to be from uh, from iowa what is your messaging for all of that and how do you propose solutions what's going to make this stuff better sure well the unfortunate thing is that when um the, the republicans don't have anything good to run on so what they're running on <laughs> 
That's fantastic. On our narratives uh, that they believe will uh, scare people. Okay, like uh, uh, women are going to die if they're not able to have abortions in their state. The climate is uh, is uh, going to destroy the planet. Our, our continued existence is going to destroy the planet. I mean, I could go on and on. Everybody knows, and again, this doesn't take a genius to figure out. Everybody knows the Democrat Party is the party of fear. Uh, some of it's incredibly misleading. Um, like what you're just saying. And certainly some, just now. Some of it isn't even remotely uh, the president's fault uh, or or anything in Congress. Yeah, whatever. You know, honestly. <clears throat> honestly. Republicans are plotting uh, vengeance on the Democrats' partisan January 6th committee. It's not vengeance. It's just, I don't know. Maybe let's investigate the investigation that's a one-sided kangaroo court that isn't allowing any uh, testimony that would uh, contradict anything that they're presenting, uh, allow some sort of defense and whatnot. Uh, And I think it's time that maybe we looked into what is driving these people and what they're trying to cover up, among other things. Obviously, the most uh, obvious answer is trying to keep Donald Trump from ever being able to run again. Because they know that Donald Trump was a giant middle finger to the political elites, the establishment, the national order, and the world order, which I'm beginning to be able to link now more and more as you think about it, oligarchs and, uh, and uh, uh, politicians as one class, and you and I, you and me as the next, as the rest. That, that's, that's what it's all about. It is. Here is uh, George Papadopoulos talking to my friend, uh, let me say, I think it was Rob Schmidt the other night on Newsmax about uh, what uh, Republicans are going to do when, oh, John Bachman actually, when they regain power. Hunter's emails, we've got a cut of the family's suspicious foreign business deals. Now, if Republicans do take back the House, how high of a priority should this be to start the investigation? Well, so J6 and, of course, on his laptop, all going to be subject. Just given that uh, the mainstream media is forced to cover what I think half of the electorate already knew, and that is that Hunter Biden is corrupt and that Joe Biden knew this entire time. John, can you imagine if how much clearer the image of pay for play by the Biden family would have been if the mainstream media didn't willfully suppress key articles and research regarding this. Now, do you want to know why they're going to do this investigation, Hunter Biden? Listen to this. You want to you want your head to explode? Well, it won't explode. But, you know, President Joe Biden's administration sold 950,000 barrels of oil from our U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to a Chinese state-owned gas company that has financial ties to a private equity company firm founded by Hunter Biden. In April, Biden's energy department announced that nearly one billion barrel sale to Unipec, which is the trading arm of Sinopec. Sinopec is wholly owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. Biden's son, Hunter, reportedly has financial ties to the CCP-owned Sinopec. A private equity firm, Hunter Biden co-founded, reportedly purchased nearly $2 billion stake in Sinopec marketing in 2015. Biden is connected to Sinopec through BHR Partners, a private equity firm he he co-founded in 2013. BHR bought a $1.7 billion stake in Sinopec Marketing in 2015. Biden at one point owned a 10% stake in BHR Partners through his wholly owned firm, Scanitelis, Scanalita, what the hell, LLC. 
It is unclear whether the younger Biden still has a financial stake in BHR Partners. Biden's White House has repeatedly claimed throughout 2019 and 2020 that Hunter Biden was out of the equity form. But Chinese corporate records show he still has a big stake in the company. And you know what Joe Biden's presidency is? It's payback to the communist Chinese and others. That's what it's all about. That's what it's all about. (laughs) Left wing. Adam Schiff is moving to uh, disrupt future investigations into the U.S. military involvement in the January 6th protests and the riot. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Putting together this thing so you can't look into all uh, all of the corruption. Notwithstanding any other provision of the law, any information obtained by or with the assistance of a member of the armed forces in violation of blah, 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 shall not be received in evidence in any trial, hearing, or other proceeding in or before any court, grand jury, department, officer, agency, regulatory body, legislature, committee, etc. You know, what does this mean? Defense Secretary Austin could decline any request for materials related to the deadly and awful Afghan withdrawal. Woke policies in the military, vaccine mandates, which are ending the careers of our military men and women. And by the way, when Republicans take office again in the Congress, in the Senate and, uh, and in the House and they own it, all of these people need to come back with their accrued salaries and benefits and retirement intact. For example, GOP committees would have uh, would be prevented with Adam Schiff from examining the military's role in the events of January the 6th, including the use of assets before and on that day, as well as the use of intelligence services such as the NCIS, which we now know were part of the investigatory process. Yeah. And look at this. Biden staffers jumping off the deck of the SS Titanic. They are leaving at four times the rate of Obama and Trump. <laughs> Who the hell would want to be a part of this? 88% of America thinks he's going, the country's going in the wrong direction. Who wants to be on this ship? I didn't realize the Titanic would go down so quickly. Don't go there. Don't, don't go there. I know. Come on. Uh, the decrease is nearly four times more than Obama in his first year in office and 15 times higher than the staff lost in Trump's Uh, first year, but there's nothing to see here. A salary report uh, this week shows that 16 White House employees make no money in 2022 compared to 2021 when 41 staffers were unpaid. There are 24 are making the unusual, the usual cap of $180,000 and 12 making the non-zero low sum, $48,000 per year, blah, 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 blah. They're jumping off the ship. Oh, and listen to this. Joe Biden wants to lift tariffs, tariffs on China. Because, you know, payback. I mean, come on. Duh. Hockham's razor, anyone? Anyone? The solution's right there. While President Joe Biden considers cutting U.S. tariffs in China, first imposed by Trump... New data and reports from manufacturing executives published in Bloomberg show the tariffs... Are you ready? have helped bring the resurgence of manufacturing back to American communities as they were intended. So if you're willing to blame Trump for the economy, and you're willing to blame Trump for this and that, and co- and all of this stuff, then you better blame Trump for something he intended to do, and that is bring manufacturing back to our country. And he did it in spades. 
Generac Holdings, maker of power generators, started mapping out plans to shift some production from China. When the pandemic hit, those plans got supercharged. The first nudge they got to revamp their supply chain lines came two years before COVID when then-President Donald Trump began slapping tariffs on Chinese products. Yeah. The uh, construction of new manufacturing plants across the U.S. has skyrocketed nearly 120% since last year. The projects include new chip plants in Phoenix, Arizona, along with uh, aluminum and steel plants growing up in Alabama, Arkansas, and Kentucky. You know why I don't think that Democrats had anything to do with it? Because Democrats threw their hands up in the air on manufacturing years ago. Here's your former dear leader. For those folks who've lost their job right now because a plant went down to Mexico, you know, that isn't going to make you feel better. And so what we have to do is to make sure... This is what happens when you have an academic with no life experience in uh, elected of office uh, making decisions sure that folks are trained for the job that are coming in now because some of those jobs of the past are just not going to come back and when somebody says like the person you just mentioned who i'm not going to advertise for you said donald trump yeah that he's going to bring all these jobs back well how exactly are you going to do that what are you going to do well, he's going to uh, he's going to impose tariffs on China and he's going to help deregulate uh, uh, all of the regulations that businesses have on them and make it more user friendly. And then, of course, you got the uh, whole uh, energy uh, depend independence thing that that, too. There's there's no answer to it. He just says, well, I'm going I'm going to negotiate a better deal. Well, how what how exactly are you going to negotiate that? What magic wand do you have? And usually the answer is. He doesn't have an answer. Well, he he did, and he incorporated it, and manufacturing came back. And Joe Biden is about to uh, screw it to pay back China. I'm going to share the story of this New York deli worker uh, in just a moment. And then also we've got some, uh, oh, oh, uh, some more abortion news. Abortion news, ladies and gentlemen, lots of abortion news. 800-922-6680. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. The SS Titanic is going down, and there's no room on the door for Democrats. It's the Rob Carson Show. Because, because when you look at inflation, when we look at where we are economically, and we are in a strong, uh, we are stronger economically than we have been uh, in history. When you look at the unemployment numbers at 3.6 percent, uh, when you look at the jobs numbers, uh, more than 8.7 million of, of new jobs created. That is important. Yeah, yeah, the job number is so good because people have to go back to work. Even retirees have to go back to work. Thank you, Joe Biden. Kind of sucks to be you right now, doesn't it? It sucks to be you. Jim Gossett, by the way. It sucks to be you. Your polls are way down. You look like a clown. Joe Biden, you're through. But sock is a tool. Hey, she doesn't work there anymore. Come on as a fool. Couldn't try harder to be Jimmy Carter. You make him seem cool. He looks great. Of presents I've seen. He could be on Mount Rushmore now compared to this guy. You're the most obscene. Nixon was a schmuck. 
Clinton liked a lie. J was mean. You've been in D.C. 50 years long on everything you have been wrong. It sucks to be you. Red states won't turn blue in 22. All right, big finish. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men and women created by the goal. You know the, you know the thing. Nobody else could be this bad as president. You are quite sad, Biden. It sucks to be you. You have a it sucks to be you. <laughs> hey, right. Jim Gossett. Uh, you can check out his comedy at uh, jimgossettcomedy.com. Two S's and two keys. Two, uh, two uh, C's. Uh, um, try it again. Two S's and two T's. Yeah, I know how to spell. So Eric Adams, the uh, New York mayor, has thrown his support behind the deli worker, Jose Alba. Uh, Alba, of course, uh, fatally stabbed an attacker last week in an incident caught on security video. Uh, uh, New York Mayor Eric Adams uh, showed a brief moment of lucidity when he said, my heart goes out for this hardworking, honest New Yorker uh, that was doing his job in his place of business where a person came in and went behind the counter and attacked him. There you go. And it was at the uh, Blue Moon Convenience Store in Harlem. I'm sure they'll get all sorts of threats from uh, misguided leftists and all that. But I hope they get a lot more support than that. They can't do it on GoFundMe because GoFundMe stopped the, the, uh, the fund for them. Because uh, GoFundMe, honestly, uh, is a political organization. They've done this to conservatives before. And uh, honestly, just, you think they're all philanthropic and everything? You know what GoFundMe is? It's the Twitter of fundraising. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Fifty, a 61-year-old New York deli worker was charged after, with murder after a security video showed him allegedly, no, he did, stabbed a man to death. So a woman tried to use her uh, benefits card to buy a bag of, bag of chips. So it's not even at the end of the month yet. Usually get that at the beginning. You get all charged up and everything. Anyone to buy here some potato chips for a kid around 11 o'clock Friday night at the Blue Moon Convenience Store in Harlem. Transaction was declined. Uh, amid an argument, prosecutors said the deli worker, Jose Alba, reached over to the counter, grabbed the girl's hand, and took the chips. Said, you know, you can't pay for the chips, you don't get the chips. So the lady threw everything from the counter and the benefits card reader machine and said, I'm going to go get my man, and he's going to get you. So uh, she came back into the deli with a 34-year-old, and I'll some story say 37, Austin Simon, who got behind the counter to confront Alba. Simon shoved Alba into the product shelves, after which Alba, sporting a baseball cap and a white mustache and beard, appears to slide down the shelves. Seated position. Didn't know if he was going to have to accept his fate or he was just going to play along. But anyway, Simon shoved Alba hard into the chair that hit the merchandise shelves. Uh, Jose said, I, I don't want any problems. That's what uh, deli owner Ahmad recounted to the paper. Uh, Simon then grabbed Alba by the neck, pulls him up, begins to walk him around the, uh, behind the counter. All right, so he's going to walk around. He's going to apologize to that little girl for taking those chips that we couldn't pay for. Alba grabbed the knife that was stashed behind the counter, started to fight back. Alba said he wanted me to come apologize to the girl. I took the knife we used to open boxes. I stabbed him. Deli owner Ahmad uh, added to the paper that Simon pushed uh, Jose first. Jose was just defending himself. Just defending himself. 
And he was. If you saw the video, he was. Simon uh, was stabbed about five times in the neck and the chest. The paper, citing a criminal complaint, added that Simon's girlfriend grabbed the knife from her purse, stabbed Alba in the arm. She grabbed the knife from her purse. Nice people they are. What a, what a lovely couple. I would have loved to have seen their wedding registry, which would never happen, by the way. Isn't she being charged? That's what the uh, deli owner asked. Wasn't charged. But uh, this man who did the stabbing, he went to uh, one of the worst uh, jails you could possibly imagine with a $250,000 bail, Rikers Island. You know why? Um, because there are a lot of crooked politicians in charge in New York. Well, last night, after the entire nation uh, erupted in anger at this miscarriage of justice and this country erupted in celebration that a thug with a long criminal record got uh, what he was due... They decided to lower that uh, bail and let him out. I've got a little bit more on this I want to share with you. I'd love to hear what you think at 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Joe Biden uttered on uh, on paper one of the dumbest things he said in his entire life. I don't know if you heard about this. This just uh, came down. Uh, we know that uh, Shinzo Abe, who is the uh, longest running uh, prime minister of Japan, was assassinated yesterday. He uh, was no longer in office. He was campaigning at an event in a city called Nara, and the assassin used a homemade gun. One of those ghost guns, right? Right. So 12 hours after Abe was shot and almost six hours after officials confirmed he died, Biden released a statement commemorating Abe, whom Biden worked with as vice president. He wrote in a statement, I'm stunned, outraged, deeply saddened by the news that my friend Abe Shinzo, a former prime minister of Japan, was shot and killed while campaigning. This is a tragedy for Japan and all who knew him. Okay. Uh, he cared deeply about the Japanese people, dedicated life to their service. But it was the last part of the statement that drew intense criticism because Biden used the moment to mention, are you ready? Gun violence. Gun violence. While there are many details that we do not know yet, we know that violent attacks are never acceptable and that gun violence always leaves a deep scar on the communities they are affected by. The United States stands with Japan in this moment of grief. I send my deepest condolences to the family. By the way, Japan has the strictest gun laws in the, in the world, and uh, gun violence is uh, nearly non-existent. But they get all sorts of stabby. There's all sorts of other ways they kill people. Now, don't get me wrong. Noam Blum, or Blum says calling the assassination of a major world leader gun violence is, is uh, governing by Twitter. Just the dumbest bleeping thing for a president to say. I might have to agree. Joe Biden says assassinating Shinzo Abe is a problem of gun violence. This is perhaps the stupidest thing that he has ever said, and that is saying something. That's Ben Shapiro, by the way. Just what you, oh. They have children in charge of the White House. No life experience, no common sense. And they put out statements like this. Clearly, he didn't write. I'm sure he would have been down with it because I doubt he's able to write down what he wants for breakfast. What do you want there, Joe? Oh, is it oatmeal? Just nod. Just nod. 
just uh, you know, tap your foot twice for yes and once for no. Unbelievable. What an insult. What a maroon. What a gullible, as uh, Bugs Bunny once said. Mm. The, uh, the abortion debate has really, really exposed how ungodly the Democrat Party's ambition with regard of uh, exterminating the race, uh, not the race, the I should say humanity, with uh, no care whatsoever about uh, a group of people just like you and me, but smaller. And uh, they also exist in a bag of amniotic fluid behind a wall of muscle and sinew and skin. But those people, if you're Democrat, you can kill whenever you want. You can murder them. You can dismember them. You can go halfway through birth and sever their spines. So it's exposed not only this pro-life, uh, a pro pro-choice agenda, but it shows how far into the abyss the Democrat Party has fallen. I know that there are many people who want to keep abortion safe, early, rare, and legal. Very rare, before the heartbeat, right? But then there are people like Elizabeth Warren who don't even realize And if you believe that a traditional meet-your-maker kind of afterlife experience, there is no way that Liz Warren is not going to hell. I want you to listen to this awful, awful woman whose life is based on a lie. She pretended to be a Native American so that she could take advantage of the the advantages of being in a protected class. I have more Cherokee Indian in my blood than she does, and I'm a super white guy. Here is Elizabeth Warren. Listen to this. Senator Warren also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions. Instead, they try to talk. Nah, nah, they don't. That's bull crap. Women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving they call it a bait and switch. Giving it over to people who wish them harm. Okay. You wretched, awful woman. You wretched, awful human calling out pregnancy crisis centers where people work for nothing or volunteer because they see young women in a period of crisis in their life, many times abandoned by their significant others and their families being pushed toward the abortion clinic because the baby is an inconvenience at this point to the Democrat Party. And many American corporations have signed on because they want women to get abortions. They want to pay for it. You know why? 
So they don't have to cover maternity leave. They don't have to cover any uh, additional insurance. They don't have to worry about uh, moms, uh, you know, having to uh, leave work early because they got to go to a dentist appointment or a, a soccer game or can't work on the weekends because, you know, they're hustling their kids around to, to karate practice and all that stuff. And Liz Warren is demonizing people who would save a baby's life and a mother's life, I might add, because sometimes after an abortion, it's not a physical injury that stays with the mother forever. In case you haven't heard, I'm an adoptee. I found my biological family. I found out four years ago, three years ago, that my mother was sexually assaulted. And she carried me to term and gave me up for adoption. You wanna you wanna fight about abortion? Bring it. Bring it. Let's listen to this again. With Liz Warren taking it'd be it would be like saying, um, it'd be like saying, you know, Mother Teresa, everybody thinks she's really great, but honestly, she's a tool of Satan. That's the kind of kind of twisted logic that this awful woman has. We're also taking aim at pregnancy crisis centers. Here in Massachusetts, these so-called uh, crisis pregnancy centers outnumber genuine abortion clinics by three to one. She says women walk into the centers believing they'll get abortions. I'm doubting very seriously if a woman goes into an abortion clinic that they'll be told, you know, you really need to rethink this. Uh, I think that you should actually go home and maybe speak to uh, someone who's close to you, maybe a parent or, or clergy or, or something. No, it's, uh, okay, cool, you're here for your appointment. Head right into uh, office number, uh, we'll go to room number three over there, room number three. Instead, they try to talk women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who... She really hates, she really hates the idea of a child being born. She really hates it. She's got kids. Her, her kids were not choices. That doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. She's a typical Karen. Because what's good for me is not for you. I ride in a, a caravan of SUVs. You drive a, a crappy little electric car. I live in a mansion. You live in a tiny house. I had my baby, and I've got my cute little grandkids and all that. But honestly, you little people are not responsible enough to have children. We need to kill that baby. I mean, uh, we, you need to choose. Push them hard, and that has to stop. We need to put a stop to that in Massachusetts right now. Listen to this again. She said this about pregnancy, crisis pregnancy centers. Listen to this. Push them hard. Hold on, hold on. Here that it has to stop. We need to put a stop hold to on, that. Hold on, one more time. Women out of it. She calls it a bait and switch. They are giving it over to people who wish them hard. And that has to stop. There is nothing about a crisis, a crisis pregnancy center that says they want to do women harm. That is a, I can live with the lies and the bullcrap from Joe Biden about everything. And we've had to suffer indignities because of his lies, like Afghanistan. 
But when you say of good people who've devoted their lives to bring in those who are in the middle of the greatest crisis of their lives, trying to decide whether or not this is going to be the most fulfilling moment of their life or it will ruin it. And the Crisis Pregnancy Center says, I think you'd be surprised how wonderful your life can be by allowing this child to live. And maybe that child is going to become yours. And maybe you're going to become a mother. And you're going to relish every second of it. And trust me, I, I, I do. I relish every second of my children's lives. From the day they were born, every day, I would say to my daughter, who loves you more than anyone in the history of mankind? You do. She get a you know go to school, and I say I got a call from your teacher today. Yeah, the, tomorrow on your the quiz is going to be about, and she goes you. Hey uh, Avery, you know you're going to go down to your driver's license test today. There's a question on you might want to you might want to be prepared for you, because she knows I'm going to say who loves you more than anybody in the history of mankind. That's one of the things I do. And every day I would tell my kids, I don't care how grumpy you are, how crabby you are. I'm going to love you whether you like it or not. Being a parent is the reason. Many of us, uh, they're one of the things we live for. And it's glorious if you embrace it. And that this awful woman who has enjoyed uh, riches beyond 99% of us as a supposed public servant and used, you know, some sort of minority status to, uh, you know, prove her esteem or, you know, maybe show some sort of uh, difficulty that she had getting there that she never did. And now that she's got her children and grandchildren, she'll make the decision for you little people. You little people, you don't know any better. You're probably not even able to support that child. And, you know, that child is this and that. And, you know, you, I will decide if that child's life is worth living or not. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, we're going to move to the southern border. Yes, and uh, Myra Flores calling out the NYT. That's on the way. The number 800-922-6680. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Somebody call a plumber. It's time to drain the swamp. It's the Rob Carson Show. Oh, yes, Elizabeth Warren. She's the ultimate Karen. She is the Karen. I started talking about Karens back in the 90s. I didn't call them Karens because, you know, I have friends named Karen. Uh, but, you know, Karens are uh, cul-de-sac living uh, liberal white women. And uh, they are always willing to step forward and be offended for somebody else. Uh, so I remember it started back in the 90s with uh, some of these Native American mascots. And they're never, uh, they're never you know, there are some exceptions. Uh, there are some cartoonish uh, Indian uh, mascots that, you know, by and large have been phased out. But, uh, you know, when you look at places like the Seminoles in, uh, in Florida, uh, Florida State, it's a tribute. They bring in a, an Indian brave out on horseback and hurl this, this weapon of war, which was a spear at the time, way back when. And they hurl it across the field. It goes right there into the field. And everybody goes, you came to Florida State, and you're going to get your ass kicked. That's what the mascots were all about. It was a tribute. It's not meaning to make fun. Nobody has a mascot for a sports team if it's stupid. 
and would bring shame upon the team. There may be a few exceptions. But uh, she's a Karen. That's what Karens do. Karens step forward and they and they say, you know, I know you are. I'm not a Native American, but I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to go complain about that Native American mascot. Okay, you know, we're cool. Actually, it's it's no big deal, not at all. No, no, no. We'll do that. I know better for you. <gasps> George Floyd was murdered by a police officer. <gasps> I know what you people of color need. I'm going to contact Uncle Ben's. And we're going to have Uncle Ben take off the label of the rice company. And then we're going after Aunt Jemima. And they're going to make it into some stupid mill company. Meanwhile, Aunt Jemima's family is over here going, Yeah, Aunt Jemima was, we lived in the South and uh, we were black in the 1920s. And she became world famous. And she used to host parades. And we're really proud of her in our hometown. And everybody loves it. And no, no, no. No, you may think that right now. But I'm Elizabeth Warren. And I think that I know what black and brown people want. I do. And now she's doing the same thing now that she's had her children and she's had her grandchildren and none of her glorious little family are going to be having abortions. They're willing to step forward and say, you know, honestly, you black and brown people, uh, you're really better off not having a child. I mean, do you really have the means to feed that child? Do you, do you really, don't you feel it would be better if you just ended the life of that baby? And there's no sense of irony that uh, the founder of Planned Parenthood was a rabid racist and eugenist. It's really remarkable. It's remarkable. Oh, I wanted to mention uh, uh, on another uh, another note. We, you know, the uh, the guy who was working at the bodega in New York City, the 61 year old uh, man who was working behind the in the bodega, uh, and was uh, stabbed his attacker to death who uh, attacked him behind the counter. Um, the, the man who did it is 34 years old. State corrections records show that he served prison time on a second-degree assault conviction for attacking a police officer before he was paroled last year. And he was busted eight times on charges ranging from assault, robbery, and assault during a domestic dispute. Yeah. So um, the, the Blue Moon Convenience Store is the name of the place. And this uh, 61-year-old worker was working back there. And you know the story. I worked overnight at a, a truck stop when I was in high school. And you never knew what was going to come in. You know, you never knew. Uh, this is southwest Iowa, but it's an interstate. You know, it's I-80 right there. And, uh, and I commend all of those who have to work at midnight at a convenience store or a liquor store. Or, you know, what bank tellers or grocery store cashiers or all of the people that are on the front lines of the possibility of getting hurt, murdered, stabbed. People in retail, we designer handbag stores in San Francisco and, and, uh, and at CVS's in San Francisco. You never know what you're going to get. You're not paid enough for it. But this, uh, this loser who went in to uh, give this man a little what for and shake him up and threaten him. Well, his, his life will actually end up being a, a positive. Austin Simon is going to serve as an example to those who use brute force against someone who is perceived as helpless, and that helpless person is able to defend himself. So for that, I'll thank him. For that, I will thank him. And most Americans go, yes, it's sad somebody died, but... Yay for the man who would have been a victim. And it's about time that this started happening. 
rather than criminals running roughshod over our Democrat-run cities. Let's take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. So, believe it or not, uh, radical left-wingers and pro-abortion uh, protesters by, uh, you know, smearing blood on their white pants and uh, throwing blood on stairs of courthouses and burning down churches and uh, 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 v- vandalizing these uh, clinics, these crisis uh, pregnancy cl- uh, clinics in hopes that it's going to uh, motivate people to vote Democrat in the fall, um, that is already uh, doing a face plant. It's already falling flat with voters. And see, this is what happens when the, uh, the Democrat Party, uh, when they invest truly in uh, something that is intellectually and morally bankrupt. Now, the party is intellectually and morally bankrupt, but this particular avenue to get people motivated by burning stuff and wrecking things and attempting to assassinate a Supreme Court justice, believe it or not, that's not what America wants. Hence, the reason why 88% of Americans think the country is going in the wrong direction. Speaking of that, going to talk about what's happening in South Texas. Myra Flores being called a right-wing Hispanic. And uh, uh, millennial blogger and talk host Case Smythe joins us. Bottom of next hour. Stick around. Hey, guys, it's Carson. Have you guys signed up for Stamps.com yet? Well, time is money, and you don't want to waste uh, time or money with repeated trips to the post office. Stamps.com, you could skip the trip, focus on how to take your small business to the next level. Stamps.com lets you print official postage right now from your computer, saves you money on the process. So you spend less time at the post office and more time making uh, your customers happy. Stamps.com gives you access to all post office and UPS shipping services you might need from your computer and get discounts you won't find anywhere else. All you need is a computer, standard printer, no special supplies or equipment. Stop overpaying for shipping with Stamps.com. Sign up with the promo code NEWSMAX at Stamps.com for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, free postage, and a digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. Just go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the page, and enter code NEWSMAX for Stamps.com. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. And by the grace of God, it is finally Friday. Hello and welcome to the last hour of the show. Last hour of the show. If you want to check out all of the show, go to the podcast later this afternoon. It's called the Rob Carson Show Podcast. Just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Here is Corinne Jean-Pierre. Even though Americans believe, uh, 88% of us believe the country's going in the wrong direction and nobody believes Joe Biden with regard to gas prices, here is uh, Corinne Jean-Pierre doubling down on blaming retailers, <laughs> retailers for high gas prices. We believe that more work still remains and that we need to do more work. The president believes that. Uh, part of that is... Still that, waiting for some of that work to work. Uh, retailers need to pass on... Your work's not working. ...their lower cost to consumers. Okay, hold on. Listen to this. So you guys own in the gas stations? You don't like that? Well, the bodega in New York wasn't a gas station. It was a convenience store without the gas pumps. But uh, you need to lower your prices. What the hell? Come, you know, I know you're not barely making it. You need to give yourself away. That uh, part of that is uh, retailers need to pass on their lower costs to consumers. Yeah, retailers just just pass on those lower costs. 
Make it so. Uh, wholesale gas prices are down by $1 uh, per gallon. You've heard me talk about this. Yeah, that's a lie. Over the past month. But retail... A dollar per what? For, per fill-up of your tank under your gas station? Gas prices have only come down by about 20 cents over the same period. Uh, so more work needs to be done. Uh, you know, you, I, I've heard this phrase. This is what you get when you put uh, snowflake um, academics in charge. This is what you get. You get higher gas prices, kids. How high is gas prices, mama? She said five bucks a gallon and rise. This is Jim Gossip. How high is gas prices, papa? He said six bucks a gallon and rise. Joe Biden, he don't have our back. We can't drill and we can't frack. Frack it. The economy is under attack. Six bucks a gallon and rising. Oh, he's going to go higher. Woohoo! How high is oil prices, mama? She said 125 and rising. How high is oil prices, papa? He said 135 and rising. Yeah. All the drilling Biden's killed. Better back we will not build. His own pockets, Joe has filled. Seven bucks a gallon and rising. Send our oil to China. How high's inflation, mama? She said eight percent and rising. And rising. How high's inflation, papa? He said nine percent and rising. Food prices going up every day. Double what you used to pay. Yep. Wish Joe Biden would go away. Ten uh-huh. percent and rising. You know, Joe Biden, if he had any uh, common sense or decency, which <laughs> I know it's a kind of a, a stretch, he'd, he'd resign like uh, Boris Johnson did yesterday, I think. Yeah, I think he would. Just to avoid the humiliation, you know. And, and yesterday, this, this, this uh, intro proudly introduces his son, Hunter, who's there at the White House. There you go. Remember when, I don't know, your son uh, was a crack addict, uh, a whoremonger, and, uh, you know, cheated with, uh, well, I should say, uh, had sex with his uh, brother's wife after he died. And, you know, stuff like that. And arranges uh, illegal money deals to sell influence and access to the vice president. You know, you, maybe there was a time at one point you wouldn't proudly introduce that person to everybody. Be like, they used to call that the black sheep. I know it's not racist. But, no, he's proud. He's proud. Proud of my son, the uh, whoremongering crack smoker who literally smokes crack at the recovery clinic. Nice people, the Bidens. I, if they live down the street, I don't think I'd have them over. I, I just don't, especially with my daughter around. Would not have them around. Would not have them around. Oh, this is a great story. Listen to this. You know, this is the uh, the generation of, uh, of uh, the candy aisle kids who claim that, you know, everything is terrible and, and uh, their lives are awful. It's really about making really poor life decisions and blaming them on the past. But that said... Three women were caught uh, on video utterly trashing a New York uh, fast food restaurant Sunday morning, uh, reportedly because a uh, $1.75 extra sauce fee, because you see uh, inflation caused by Joe Biden. Patrons cheered and employees suffered injuries. This is the, this is the country we live in. While all three were arrested, one of them allegedly punched a police officer in the face. 4.10 in the morning. The Bell Fries in Manhattan's Lower East Side was fueled by a female trio's anger at a $1.75 fee for extra sauce. See, normally I just say, oh, you know, I forget the sauce. That's okay. That's what a normal person would do. They threw glass bottles, a metal stool, and other uh, objects at employees. 
The suspects at different times also leaped over the counter, chucked sauce all over the eatery, even pulled the plastic barrier off the countertop. One suspect uh, also offered an obligatory twerking exhibition uh, from atop the counter, inspired by the, uh, what was her name, the uh, Rhode Island State Senator, who's doubling down on that boy. You want to hear the names of the uh, the suspects involved in the twerking sauce? <laughs> Uh, Pearl Azoria, 27, of Manhattan. Shatara Placencia. Placencia is the last name. That boy. Mm, mm, mm. I, we know my my wife and I. We just don't, we donated both of them. But anyway, uh, Shatara Placencia, 25, of Brooklyn, and Tatiana Johnson, 28, of Brooklyn, on robbery and criminal uh, mischief charges. Azoria allegedly punched a police officer in the face during the arrest. Uh, you know, obstructing governmental and uh, administration disorderly conduct. Some of the charges, uh, criminal possession of a weapon. Apparently, I don't know what that was. But, of course, here are the, uh, the people who are down with this sort of behavior, you know, because of uh, victimization. Listen to this. Listen. One commenter said, you don't get this without 400 years of slavery and, imp- and oppression first. <laughs> they went into a, a French fry place and, and they, they they pitched a fit when they were told they had to pay a dollar seventy five for extra sauce and and you get this you you wouldn't you don't get this without four hundred years of slavery and oppression first <laughs> these fierce queens are venting are they queens really anyway are venting and yes they have every damn right to wild out it's only some soggy old fries just chill out and go some place some backgammon or horseshoe. Uh, literally no contest. You don't know if they were mistreated or, or discriminated against, somebody said. I guess by telling people whose ancestors long dead had 400 years of slavery that if you want more money for the sauce, that's discrimination. Right? Maybe, am I wrong here? I don't know. They are just speaking truth to power. Just a revolution happening in front of our eyes. Nothing else. Listen to the Dubas who wrote that. Uh, they are just speaking truth to power, just a revolution happening in front of our eye. Wow, this is your revolution. Uh, somebody tell Martin Luther King Jr.'s family. Uh, let's just, you know, will you do that? Or maybe Malcolm X's family? That, you know, I know you took a bullet and all that, but uh, you didn't have to pay $1.75 for more sauce. I mean, what the hell? Dear God in heaven. Yeah, eighty-eight percent of Americans don't believe the country's going in the right direction. Era como la brisa caminaba sin prisa. Era nueva el Convoy in Spanish. Labios de niña, ojos de arena, sus manos el agua del mar. Dimos vueltas y vueltas de aquí para allá. En medio de una tempestad. Era como si el invierno regresara sin avisar. Sing along. play that is because there is a a convoy of Hispanic voters uh, and uh, office holders, I should say, going to Washington, D.C., a convoy of conservative Hispanic voters joining the GOP. 
And I got to think about this last night. I was like, uh, you know, they're, uh, regardless, so let's just take uh, illegal immigration. Now, let's just talk about the reason why people come here. Well, the reason why they're coming here now is because of policy. They can get away with it. But the overall reaching of anyone who has ever existed who wanted to come to America was to live the American dream, to relish it, to love it, to embrace it, to say, hey, where I live sucks. Over there, it's really awesome. Let's go. Let's, uh, I don't know, get into a homemade boat across shark-infested waters. Or let's, uh, let's run between two barricades built by communists and, uh, and risk being shot at. Let's do whatever it takes to get to the land of freedom, the greatest engine of individual and economic liberty in the history of mankind. There's no doubt about that. And they come across here and the Democrats think, oh boy, we're going to get all these votes because we're going to have a dependent class. They don't speak English very well. So they're always going to exist right down here. And if we give them just enough to survive, they'll give us their votes. And guess what? They're not down with it. They still have an American dream. Their dream isn't to be 65 years old with a leaf blower strapped onto his back in Nancy Pelosi's garden. The dream is owning the landscape company and driving a $100,000 truck. That's the dream. So why would they come here to give their vote to a party that has gone off the rails? A party that hates the country, hates the country as founded, wants unlimited abortion, wants to destroy the family, wants uh, athletes born as men competing and stomping women, wants us to believe that women, or men can get pregnant when all they really are are women who've been mutilated with their uteruses still intact and facial hair. And if you try to say they aren't really women pregnant or men, that they're not pregnant men, then you'll get canceled. And you think that people coming from around the world, particularly very Christian Catholic individuals coming from Mexico, Central and South America, are going to come to the United States and say, yeah, I want that abortion thing and that the destruction of the family thing and chasing God out of the public square and out of school. Let's go with that. Well, you'd be wrong. You'd be dead wrong. They're still doing it on the border. They still haven't gotten it, but they're going to get it. And I'm going to share some audio from Myra Flores. She won a seat in Congress, although she has to run again in the fall, okay? And uh, it's the first time that a Republican has been in her seat for 150 years. And she's being called a far-right Latina. The New York Times is calling her a far-right Latina. We'll get her response coming up. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. Jim, you hold on. You'll be up next. This is The Rob Carson Show. If you're looking for a woke take on current events, just go back to sleep because you're not getting it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so uh, my new, well, I, I wouldn't say necessarily hero, but certainly we need more of Jose Alba in America. Jose Alba was confronted by a violent man who came in to, uh, to I guess, give him a little what fur. Uh, he was uh, actually confronted by 37-year-old Austin Simon, got behind the counter at the bodega where uh, Mr. Alba worked. He's a 61-year-old man, uh, grabbed uh, this uh, this man by the neck, uh, Alba by the neck, pulled him up, pushed him, all this. Alba grabbed the knife, stabbed him a couple times, and boom. End of story. 
Now, this uh, this uh, killer, or not the killer, but the uh, the man who uh, uh, Austin Simon had a, a history of violence and uh, had spent some time in jail. And yet they sent Jose Alba to Rikers Island with a $250,000 bond last night. Let this woman who was with this uh, Austin Simon, let her go even though she stabbed Jose Alba in the arm. Well, New York is going to pay for this. Uh, New York is going to pay with their their very left of center DA on this one. Now, I went to Give Sin Go, and Jose Alba's bail and legal defense fund has been uh, is not taking donations right now. He was on a GoFundMe. GoFundMe canceled it. Um, this is not the first time GoFundMe is do this, and I'm about done with GoFundMe. Really, I'm about done with GoFundMe because they are the Twitter of uh, of uh, of funding, I guess. Uh, let's go to, let me see, we've got to Jim in Towson, Maryland on the phone. would like to comment about something that happened in Baltimore, by the way. Another shooting. Hello, Jim. It's Rob Carson Show. What's up, man? Oh, sorry about that. Is Brian still there or no? We got Victor. Okay, let's go, Victor. Hey, Victor. How are you, my friend? Welcome to the show. Oh, I'm doing okay. Um, the comment on uh, what you just talked about, um, I hope there's... Um, footage of what happened in that um, convenience store up in New York. There is. I sure as heck would like to turn that into a campaign ad and blast it. You know, this is a Democrat. Typical Democrats. Let the criminals go and arrest the victim. 100%. And uh, Victor, I'll just tell, um, Victor is a non-sided person. Uh, And Victor, there is a a video that shows exactly what happened behind the uh, counter at the store. So you'll be glad to know that. It was uh, was very clear what happened. He was being roughhoused. He was being grabbed, thrown up against some shelves, grabbed by the neck. And the guy said, I don't know what's going to happen. So he grabbed the knife, turned it on the thug, and gave him a couple beep. And it was enough to uh, to end his life. Yeah, I know. Someone tried to hold me up one time in the 70s. Oh. And uh, I was standing at the bus stop waiting to go to work in the morning. It's like 6 in the morning, and it's pitch black out. And yeah. this guy came up to me, started talking to me, and he said, Oh, I have a gun, and I'm going to hold you up. So I'm counting to three. I said, Wait a minute, sir. That's not fair. I'm blind. You've got to let me feel the gun. Do you really have a gun? Let me feel the gun. The guy got caboozled, walked away from me. What? Got on the bus a couple of stops later and um, started yelling at the bus driver. And then the bus driver said, never, enter, never argue with somebody who's mentally disturbed. And I said, well, he just tried to hold me up. And I told him I wanted to feel his gun because I'm blind. And wow. passengers on the bus started laughing. One of them said, you're lucky he didn't shoot you anyway. But Victor, that is, that is unbelievable. That that's something like, like something you'd see in a movie. The guy comes up to a blind guy, says, "I'm going to count to three. I've got a gun. Give me all your money." And you say, "You know what? I'm blind. I need to feel the gun." <laughs> oh yeah, God. I told him that. God. Oh my! I would not recommend this, by the way, to some being somebody being held up. It would not be a good idea. But Victor, that you did it. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, my God. And then my wife made me call the cops, and I did when I got home from work. And uh, the cops came over, and I told them what happened. And I told them uh, that he got on the bus, so they contacted the Metro Police. They never got the guy, but um, he was out there. All right, bro. Well, have a good weekend. Thanks for the story. Thanks for the story. I do appreciate it. Uh, back to uh, Representative Myra Flores. Um, and I think this is glorious. I think this is glorious. And and I'm going to tell you, I don't think that... Republicans with regard to uh, the Hispanic vote 
have been able to see the forest through the trees. Um, and I don't think have adequately, I mean, we've done our, our level best to, uh, include a lot of people in to, uh, the fold, you know, um, I don't think we've done a very good job embracing the hardworking first generation Americans who uh, are not first generation, but, but those who, who will come here to, uh, to live the American dream, particularly those who are Hispanics, um, I've, I've always been the kind of person that I always, <clears throat> like, for instance, one of my best friends is a, was a cabbie. And I met him because he's a cabbie. And, I, and I'm, always, I'm always bothering people. I want to know more about you. I want to know, why, why did you come here? I know you have an accent. Um, we, why, why did you come here? And maybe I'm, I'm, I don't know. My mother taught me to, uh, that, to be curious about everything and everyone. And, and every time I hear from someone with an accent, it's always the same. Like the guy the other day came in. He's from... Uh, uh, former Soviet Russia. And he was in my house to do, I think it was, uh, oh, to fix our dishwasher. And it was kind of funny because he was in here and he goes, I know you. I, I fixed your dishwasher in your other house. I said, yes. I said, how are you? And I asked him his story. Because they go through a lot more than you and I com- coming from uh, horrific uh, S-hole countries and come here, many of them not being able to speak English. Imagine going to, I don't know, go to Mexico. Uh, you would never be kicked out, but if you, if you went to Mexico and you didn't know how to speak, well, how would you survive? Well, every day we see that here. We see that here. People coming here penniless, very near penniless, not able to speak the language. But the dream of being an American citizen, for many of them, is the, is the goal. There's a way to get there. Uh, crossing the border illegal, not the way to do it. But we also have to streamline our, uh, our immigration and naturalization series uh, so it doesn't take 10 freaking years to get in here. That said, Myra Flores is the first woman in Congress who was born in Mexico. And nobody has done anything about the historic significance of that. We have a press spokesperson who's a, an immigrant, lesbian, uh, something or other, you know. Uh, Myra Flores, first hit Mexican-born Congress member. And the New York Times calls her a far-right Latina. We'll get her response to that coming up. Also, Kay Smythe, blogger political analyst millennial coming up it is a friday edition on the rob carson show and uh, she used to be across the pond now she's across the country case Smythe joins me on the phone. She is a, uh, a political uh, analyst also. I guess you are your millennial, uh, you know, um, an expat. From What else are you? I mean, you're just a, you know, a, a miraculous person, Kay. Oh, Rob, thank you so much. You are so sweet. Well, technically, um, according to everyone over at The Daily Caller, I'm supposed to refer to myself <laughs> yeah. as a news and commentary writer. Oh, yes. Oh, yes I oh, like yes. to commentary on the news. Well, I love The Daily Caller, and, uh, and and I love, there are a lot of different sites that I really enjoy, and I think it's pretty impressive that you are doing political commentary in, a, in another land. I can't imagine what it'd be like. I've always thought about what how Great Britain would feel about Rob Carson doing a radio show at, uh, you know, Z95 in London or whatever. Uh, I'm not sure how well I'd be received. Maybe better than Piers Morgan on uh, on Fox. I mean, everyone <laughs> is received better than Piers Morgan in oh. the UK. I will say that. He is sort of like unanimously hated just across the board. Yeah. But Rob, I think if you went over to the UK, you would probably become Prime Minister within the first 10 minutes. You think so? <laughs> um, I really do. No, because 
because like you you have i think that's why we get along so well it's like brits you know we live in darkness we live in this sort of like reverse game of thrones world where we're just <laughs> waiting for summer that's never going to come yeah and uh i think that you have you have such a unique sense of humor that really meshes well with brits and like you know all my british family and yeah. my friends they always get in touch because they they claim to not watch the other Newsmax stuff that I do, like the Sunday debate yes, with yes. Uh, Carl Higby and Alice Hennigan. They won't watch all that because oh, they're yes. all like screaming libs. <laughs> but they love tuning in yeah. whenever we do a show, whenever you have me on your show, I should say. Lovely. Because it's just fun. It's lighter. It's easier. And, you know, listen, Britain okay, you've got to use, you, you know, use, use humor to make a point. Uh, how about that? How about disarming people? Uh, by using humor. I told you a joke off air. I just made this up, by the way. I said Democrats are only in favor of concealed carry when it's a, uh, a male athlete competing as a female athlete. Then they can conceal <laughs> carry. <You know? laughs> it's true, though. It's true. Yeah, exactly. So um, I got to tell you about Boris Johnson. I'm a little disappointed that the whole hair thing didn't catch on. I thought for sure it'd be like the Beatles all over again with that hair, uh, that every man in Great Britain would be wearing that hair. Dear God, no. So uh, your thoughts on Boris Johnson. My thought were that he was elected to be the British Donald Trump, and he really sold out. Am I, am I right there? So uh, there was no way that Boris Johnson could ever be the British Donald Trump no. because there is no one who can come close to being as epic as Donald Trump. Yeah. I would actually go to the extreme of saying, well, look, I, I was raised in a very liberal household back yeah. in the UK. I am a extreme conservative and a huge supporter of the Republican Party and you know those are that that's how I choose to live here in America yeah. because I'm a scientist first I'm a writer second and when the science and the social science kind of lines up to show that the Democrats have just gone straight communist yes. you know I'm gonna yes. I'm gonna go to the other side but in the UK my issue with Boris Johnson was he's one of these posh boy blonde haired buffoons <laughs> whose daddy was probably like oh bozza i don't love you enough so boris was like well i'll become prime minister and then daddy will love me um which is basically the only reason he became prime minister he had way too much dirt on people for people to not let him become pm you know because he was the loser at every party watching all the fun and all the stuff that went wrong instead of being the one who actually engaged in any of the heinous fun so yeah. he's got all this dirt over everyone um, he's also really like he's one of those guys who's like smart but not smart. He's like one of your classic narcissists. Uh -huh, so narcissists, uh -huh. whenever they get into um, a formal work environment, they can usually talk their way into a very high position. They can't maintain it. Uh -huh. That's the issue. Uh -huh. You you see any kind of celebrities hit the big and then collapse. You see anyone even in our like I know guys that like work in our field who, you know, were the big thing, and then they were nowhere to be found because they're narcissists. Yeah. And that was him. He used to mess <clears throat> his hair up to be disarming. Oh, yeah. So, because yes. he wasn't smart enough to actually just sit there and do the job. Yeah. Never in my life did I ever say I wish David Cameron had never left. Never in my life did mm -hmm. I ever say, God, we could really do with, like, another Tony Blair. But, like, but I Maggie mean, Thatcher for crying out loud. That Tony Blair committed. He yeah. was pretty good. Yeah, or, or Maggie uh, Thatcher, by the way. Uh, an amazing woman, amazing woman. Uh, so you're basically saying that uh, Boris Johnson is like Austin Powers in uh, Goldmember. Uh, Daddy wasn't there. That kind of thing yeah. is what you're trying to say. Yeah. Okay. All right, let's, yeah. let's talk about some other stuff uh, going on. Uh, I do want to mention the uh, bodega owner in New York. 
stabbing to, stabbing to death the thug who came in to uh, do what he has always done through his entire life, essentially, and that is to assault, and that is to beat, and that is to whatever, and he got a little what for. Um, with the uh, the restrictions on concealed carry that Kathy Hochul is, uh, is attempting to uh, reinstate, which uh, are unconstitutional, I believe will not be upheld, uh, but what, is, what does this have to say? What do you have to say to this? Because, I mean, Great Britain has much more restrictive gun laws, and uh, there are a lot of uh, stabby people over there. But what did you what did you think about the action of this Jose Alba at the bodega when he got attacked? He literally did exactly what I would do. I think he did what all of us hope we would do in that situation. A woman comes into the shop, wants to buy a bag of chips. Guess what? She doesn't have any money for it. Tough luck. Get out. You like if you don't have the money for it, you can't buy the thing. That's how the world works. Yes. So she then goes calls like her boyfriend or whatever he comes in and assaults a senior citizen so he's already the scum of the earth because only the scum of the earth will ever assault a senior citizen who will ever assault anyone really and so this absolute like i don't even know what the word is like legend stands up and says no not in my shop and you know what i bet i bet this guy jose i think he does what a lot of uh my you know my in-laws do my parents do he sits and scrolls right on the internet and when you're in new york and you follow other people in new york every other post is someone getting attacked it's someone getting murdered it's a smash and grab robbery it's the same in california it's the same in every single liberal blue check mark blue city blue state in this country right now Violent crime has increased in some parts of this country over a hundred percent in less than six months of this like this year so far. New York has, I think, risen something like almost twenty-six percent mm-hmm. violent crime since the start of the year. Yeah. So this guy's thinking, I'm about to get murdered over a packet of crisps or sorry, chips. Mm-hmm. And that's not that's not how my story is gonna be. Mm-hmm. So he acted in self-defense. Honestly, I hope the same guys who worked with Carl Rittenhouse go and help this yes. guy. Yes. Because he did exactly what he was supposed to do, exactly what the law says that he's allowed to do. He defended himself. The guy died. Guess what? If you go and attack someone, you are risking your life too. Yep, absolutely, 100%. That's just the way it goes. Um, let's talk about the new the new poll number that shows 88% of Americans feel the country's going in the wrong direction. Have you, in your, in your growing up in Great Britain, did you ever hear any poll that had 88% of Brits saying that the country is going in the wrong direction, ever? Uh, no, and never. And I also did, like, uh, like my degree, because I had to get a degree to be able to move out here, or sort of like a chicken and the egg situation, I guess. But I worked in sort of human geographies, which is all very, like, statistical. It's all, you know, very uh, qualitative data, so, like, polls, um that gets applied then to sort of like quantitative so yeah. statistics i love and it when she talks science oh my year. god this is so great Isn't when you talk right? science oh my god and my heart is a flutter <laughs> go ahead sorry everyone just fell asleep but it's just like she's talking about qual- qual- <laughs> what let's go listen to some country i'm just hearing blah blah sorry. blah no go ahead i'm just kidding no. i'm kidding go ahead no but no like this has never happened i mean has it ever happened have you ever experienced that idea? no no you can't get 88 you can't get 88 percent of children to say they don't like brussels sprouts Okay, you can't, nobody, nobody, 88% of Americans don't like ice cream, okay? <laughs> uh, and have you noticed there aren't as many ice cream stories this summer about Joe Biden? Mm-hmm. Nobody gives mm-hmm. a rat's behind what kind of ice cream he's eating right now. Unbelievable. <laughs> 
I mean, nobody's following him around. Oh, the dear leader has chosen chocolate, chocolate chip. All other ice creams are now uh, obsolete. Get rid of all of them. Our dear leader likes chocolate, chocolate chip. That's what it was last summer. Now it is, oh, President Doofy wants ice cream. Take him downstairs. That's the way yeah. it's gone. You know, really, it's bad. And there's going to be a bloodbath. And one thing I've been mentioned also, you know, Myra Flores in South mm-hmm. Texas uh, and, and Hispanics, I, I mentioned this earlier, there is a gigantic move by Hispanics toward the Republican Party. You've got people coming across illegally. I don't agree. People coming across illegally. Uh, eagle, illegally, I should say. They get here. They're Christian. They're pro-life. They're pro-family. Why would they come here, risk life and limb, for a, to vote for a party that hates the country, the family, and life? Why? Uh, I cannot tell you, but back in, I want to say, February, March time, that was when I wrote my first story about uh, about the sort of shift away from, uh, I, I, I don't, what do we say, like racial minorities? Because mm-hmm. it's not just Hispanic voters. It's pretty much every demographic other than, like, you know, those of, you know, those of us out there in America, and I'm not trying to make fun of the mentally ill, but I think at this point you have to be in order to vote, yes, yes, Liv. Yes. Yeah. Just, just saying. I'm just with saying. you. I'm with you. Like, you know, if you like food, if you like water, if you like surviving for the next year, don't vote Lib. Yeah. Um, so I think that's the issue, right? It's like they care more about the economy. That's why, because that's that's why people come to America. People don't realize this. Like, I've lived in a handful of different countries, and the reason that I choose to live in the United States is three different reasons. It's uh, it's the weather, it's the ability to actually live out the American dream, which yeah. still exists. And I have a lot of friends who call it the immigrant dream. So that's why a lot of people come here. I do not condone illegal immigration. I think it's actually, in fact, I know for a fact that it has fueled the cartel crisis. Oh, yeah. It is a human trafficking, like, war. It's, it's a, a nightmare. War. It's a nightmare. Um, so much but, you know, yeah. sexual abuse. Is, sexual abuse. And yeah. if you don't believe me, go up, like, like where, I, where I live in the Midwest, they have these uh, strip malls. And, and in the middle of it, it says Asian Spa. And you're thinking, oh, yeah, it's an Asian Spa. Now, it's got guys walking in there, and they're hiding their faces. And inside that Asian Spa is not a, is not a, is not a hot stone massage. It's a kid who is trafficked, who's enslaved, and it's right there. And this is what's coming across the border. And then 107,000 people died of drug overdoses last year. Fentanyl in disguised as drugs that kids take for ADD. Fentanyl described as other medications. And we've got a president who doesn't give a damn about it. You're right. If you vote for that, you are nuts. You are yeah. absolutely nuts. And I think it's kind of evil. I'm so glad you oh brought God. up the fentanyl thing. Like I was flying through Dallas about a month ago. Um, on my way out to a conference in California, and I'm sat at a bar, obviously, because I'm British. We just migrate towards bars. Yeah, you're all and a bunch of And there's a guy drugs. sitting next to me um, <laughs> drinking. Yeah. Um, another chap sitting next to him. Classic line that I get everywhere. Where's that accent from? And I was like, oh, I don't want to talk to these guys. Anyway, turns out it's a congressman and his chief of staff. Really? From the, you know, from the Midwest. I'm not going to say who it was, but they had just been to the border. So we um, start talking. Firstly, you could see the trauma in their eyes of what they nice. witnessed. Yeah. And I said, why, you know, you guys live basically up by Canada. Like, why are you coming to this border? He was like, because one of the, other than the economy, the number one issue in my jurisdiction is fentanyl. And what people don't realize is when when teenagers, when children, when adults die of fentanyl, they're being poisoned. They're not 
having a drug overdose. They're not going through a drug overdose. They don't mean to ingest fentanyl. They mean to ingest cocaine. They mean to ingest methamphetamine. I mean, we could talk about meth all day, but um, that's a whole other kettle of fish that's also being ignored. And I think Mm -hmm. we can blame that all the way back to the opioid crisis, which has gone completely unmitigated. And I think that it's it's really it's it's shameful. China is getting us back for the opium wars because they are allowing cartels to traffic in huge quantities of fentanyl. They are killing America's children and they're dying on the streets of California and um, Californian politicians are making money from it. There's no homeless crisis. It is a drug crisis. It is a mental health crisis. And anyway, if you set me off, I'll be here all day. All right. Well, let's 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 do that sometime. We'll grab a pint. I'll grab a pint of Diet Coke. I I am. I uh, I'm no longer uh, enjoying adult beverages, but I'm enjoying life. Actually, it's pretty cool. Uh, Before we go, I want to bump out with some music for you. This is uh, a little Austin Powers for you. Okay. (laughs) This is for Boris. Daddy was bad. You know the you know the words. I know. Okay. Uh, Kay Smythe, great to have you on uh, again. And let's do it again, okay? And get you on the TV show sometime, okay? I'm so down, Rob. Thank you so much. Yeah. I've missed you. This is awesome. Lovely, lovely, lovely. All Can't right. Wait. Well, make uh, and you can find you on. It's uh, Smythe uh, with a Y and a E. Okay, so it's mm-hmm. Smythe, Kay Smythe, all over social media, all of the majors. Anything else you want to mention, real quick? No, just thank you so much for having me. This is the greatest country ever, and I hope that, you know, even though 4th of July was a couple of days away, I just want to remind everyone how lucky we are to live here and uh, how proud I am of this country. All right. Have a glorious weekend. We'll talk again soon. Kane Spife, let's take a break. You are listening to The Rob Carson Show. Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, guys, uh, about ready to get out of here. Got a couple more minutes of the show. I want to, uh, I want to uh, uh, do something I think is kind of uh, apropos of nothing, to be quite honest. Um, you know, I'm a, a comedy writer. That's one of the things that I do. And, and I've, well, I'm a radio, first, uh, radio personality first, but a comedy writer uh, second. And uh, one of the things that I um, uh, did was, of course, write for Rush Limbaugh. And um, so I, when I see good comedy, I like to share it or I hear it. And one of the things that, that came out this week that was banned on Facebook, even though it's uh, absolutely hilarious, is something from the Babylon Bee. They put together uh, a new Ken doll because uh, there are people who are insane in this country and saying that if a woman cuts her breasts off and goes through uh, puberty or hormone blockers uh, and grows facial hair, that suddenly she's a pregnant man. And that's uh, nuts. That's absolutely insane, uh, certifiably nuts. Um, but you can't say that on television. Macy Gray knows that. You can't say, you can't point out absurdity. You can't point out insanity because right now the insane people are the cancel people. But here's a little bit of their new uh, uh, Babylon Bee's Pregnant Ken Doll commercial. Then I got something I did for Rush Limbaugh that was pretty close, but different. New from Mattel, Barbie's boyfriend is getting a much-needed and way more inclusive makeover. Introducing... His belly lets you know he's pregnant, and his beard lets you know he's a man. Because men can get pregnant just like women. In fact, there's no definition of women. We literally have no idea what a woman is. Okay, that's really funny. If you want to see the rest of it, I'll post it on social media. Then you can watch my TV show this weekend, Rob Carson's What in the World, which will be on after Donald Trump's speech tomorrow in Alaska featuring Sarah Palin on Newsmax. Now, here's one that I did for Rush. 
it was a parody of, at the time, uh, uh, women trying to get into uh, the Virginia Military Academy. And what they wanted to do was lower the physical um, the uh, physical strength category so women could be in it. So I came up with this parody of Barbie. Here it is. <laughs> this year, the EIB Network helps you enjoy an old-fashioned, politically correct Christmas. Order your special someone a gift from our PC catalog. Featuring the perfect doll for little girls who want to grow up to be flag-waving man-haters, it's the new Feminazi Blabby doll. Just pull the string, and she gets in your face with a host of nutty expressions. Which comfortable shoes shall I wear to the doll rally? Did you hear Clarence Thomas is such a jerk? Things haven't changed in 25 years, have they? We'll come back and wrap things up right after this. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. Okay, guys, that's going to do it for the uh, show today. Um, this is what I'm leaving on the table. This is right here. This stack of papers here. We didn't get to everything because, you know, uh, if I really wanted to do it, I guess I could do a six-hour show, and even then probably wouldn't be enough. But uh, I really appreciate you uh, you joining th- today. It means a lot. It means a lot that I'm able to do what I love for a living, and I think that uh, maybe it's a reason I'm here is uh, doing this now in this time. Um, and I can tell by the reaction you're having nationally on all of our affiliates, and we are adding more affiliates, so hopefully some very big news coming soon. So if you missed any of the shows this weekend, we do another podcast tomorrow. We do the podcast Monday through Friday. It's the entire show, okay? And then on Saturday, we kind of kind of a best of, an amalgam of the, sh- of the week. And all you got to do is listen to it on your regular uh, podcast uh, platforms. And if you need a list of all of them, it's NewsmaxTV.com, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Watch my show on Newsmax tomorrow night after Trump's rally, will ya? In the meantime, enjoy the weekend with your family. God bless you, our police first responders, military serving, and retired living and deceased, and you. And until Monday, don't catch the stupid. See you then.